Look, Shannon was only on here as a guest. And I already heard, by the way, guys, Shannon's thoughts on last week's episode. But you know what? This is episode four of the show now known as The Tea. Today is uh, Friday, May 1st, May Day, as they've been reminded on me of Animal Crossing n- multiple times. Supposedly today, it, it's weird when Animal Crossing gets kind of commie, and they're like, today is, do you know what we celebrate on May Day? The rights of workers everywhere. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, workers are terrible, am I right? Yeah, tell me about it. The three of us are talking at noon on a Friday. But anyway, uh... <laughs> But uh, I have here the goddess of gits, of gits, glamour, geekiness, and gore, Lori Rockingham. Hello, Lori. Fuck you, Aiden. Are we still on that? Yeah, that's going to be my You know what's so funny? I don't even think about him until you say that. Oh, well then. I mean, you can do it. I don't give a shit, but (laughs) it's funny. Also, from uh, all of us from Southern California, we have the one, the only... The goddess of glitz and glamour and gore herself as well, and gossip. J. Ellis. How are you, J. Ellis? Did you hear that I'm the new May Queen? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good <laughs> Midsummer joke, Zach. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay, did you and I see Midsummer together? Yeah. You and I, mean, I met at the Arclight, the only theater you'll go to. It is the only theater I go to. Even though I will say, post-quarantine, I'm not so sure. Why is that? There was something about... Now, I love the, the arc line. Well, I wouldn't go to any movie theater. It's going to be a while for me. Yeah. I might go to... to um, uh, What's that expensive one downtown? Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I've heard good things. Because it's small. They're very, very, very small, the theaters. And uh, for some reason, that means easier to keep clean. Sure. and That makes I, sense. Yeah. And they've been sending me. They've been doing pretty good stuff during the COVID, like updates and whatnot. And watch this. Movie. Are you reading those emails that are coming through, like how we're dealing with the COVID disaster? No, because no. I'm getting them from every company that I have yes. ever stepped foot into. Yes, and there's I'm, some... I'm unsubscribed. It actually has been helpful because it's seeing what I need to unsubscribe from. Because <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm still on your mailing list. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to use that as a guide, Lori, because you know there are some that like, okay. I get it, like you know, um, the arc light or like those places where like, places you like you there are crowds and you want to know what they're doing. That makes sense. Why the people that uh, my nonprofit contracts with to give us information on grants to apply for? Why do we care how they're dealing with uh, the coronavirus? I don't give a shit. Yeah, I yeah. don't care what Pete Buttigieg, who I'm still getting emails from, thinks about the coronavirus. Anyway, before we came on, we were talking about because I was noticing that you know before you say that, what what did Sharon think? Shannon think about the show? Well, first of all, she thought it was weird that you didn't remember her name and you've known her for about fifteen years. One of your closest friends, and I kept calling her Share Share. (laughs) Hey, Share Share. And then you, and then yeah, and then you asked her about the um, uh, if you could turn back time video on the ship and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you she know thought that was weird. You know what's so funny? On one of the gay blogs, I have a whole collection of gay blogs. So I never know which one it is. Um, oh, they posted he's... this, I guess, in, in the early 90s, Cher was hard up for money. So she did like an exercise video. Uh, oh, and okay. Put, and they posted it on YouTube. And she wears in the exercise video the same outfit from the Turn Back Time video. And there's a part of me that I want to do a video series of me working out. We can't rely on Lori anymore. She doesn't show up to things. And of me doing the what workout with What are you talking about? I show up to things. You're not here now. <laughs> what? I'm not understanding this thread. Let's get Sharon back in the room. Yeah. Anyway. Where's Cher Cher? Okay. So I was talking to Shannon the other day. Oh, that's actually a story. Did you guys know about my... Oh, Jay's on the list. Lori, you didn't make the cut. Of the oh. weekly calls. Where I call it, yeah. you get a half I got, hour slot. Well, I got the coveted Wednesday at noon slot. Yeah. Well, he said he goes. Uh, I'm calling people on the on the weekdays that are on my time off that I don't talk to all the time. So I might call you later. And I I like why? 
<laughs> you tell we talk all the time. Why I mean, would you call me? Meanwhile, she when I got four that text, <laughs> when I got that text, she was like, "I feel like we text and chat every Friday, but I'm happy to chit chat." I just thought Joe, it was weird because, like, take you off the look, list. Here, Jay, I don't know <laughs> if this is how your conversations go with with him, but just say like, um, like let's say Joe and I. I'm Joe. You're you're me. So I'll uh-huh. go. Hey, hey, Lloyd. Hey, what's what's hey. going on? What are you up to? Hey, Joe. Oh, not much. Uh, just hanging out. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It mine are different because I feel like ours kind of devolve into. Well, we've had already like eight different things that we want to talk about, but mine and Joe's phone calls turn into a f- mutual friend of ours, Instagram almost always. Cause oh Joe's obsessed. God. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Um, usually <laughs> we talk about writing and how we wish that we were writing more and we should, as soon as we hang up the phone, we're going to write something. <laughs> I feel like oh, that's how yeah. it goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, let's get back. We'll, we'll get back to this. Cause we have, we already have broached the subject of at least two other topics, but, yeah. and then Joe tells me about I'm, I'm writing them down. I'm <laughs> my writing dad, down. my dad has, has a, a script that he guarantees will get us an Academy award. And he wants to buy the book that the writers of bridesmaids bought to write the script. Not any, just any book on script writing, the exact book that the writers of bridesmaids bought. Which was save the cat, to write, right? Bride- what, didn't they do save the cat? I'm, I don't remember what it was i have to look it up because he he i have three books on script writing and he's like no i want the book that the writer because bridesmaids is apparently the the go-to i'll be honest with you so here's the thing i have actually something to say about this so i know the story so kristen wiggs talked about it on talk shows about how she got they got she got the you know the job to write a movie based on her snl stuff and so she and annie mumolo were like well, I guess we have to write a movie. And so they just they just bought a screenwriting book and just were like, "Oh, we just we'll just do what's in this book exactly, right?" So here's the thing: because of Chris, and I was and I was working out of Chris's office a lot then. He had the original, original, like the submitted bridesmaid script. I've read it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> mm, you you can you can when you read it, you can see where. Uh, what's the guy's name? The producer, director, Apatow, Judd, Judd Apatow, Apatow, and you know Paul Feig did because yeah. it reads like a first person doing a screenplay. But they came in, but the bones are there, and the funny. I mean, Kristen, well, you can't deny that they're very funny people. You know, so yeah, it's, it's very funny. But the story and the script are all over the place, and the dialogues kind of up. You know, they fixed it a lot. They fixed a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Better so my dad has an idea. Mm-hmm. And he wants to use regular people. So he wants he wants to play himself. He wants me to play him. He wants this woman that he works with to play herself. So it's going to win an Academy Award. Lord, is there, so. a, is there I, a space for me? <laughs> sure. Thank you. Yeah. Would love you're, to walk on. You're yeah. the only one who's going to play somebody else. <laughs> okay, great. I'm happy to do that. He's yeah. Me. You know, Lori, it's so funny is um, that I would I, – I want you guys to really do that because that would – to see that film – come to fruition would be one of the greatest things because i oh, love those it would be like, like, like the room yeah. did yeah, you guys yeah. ever watch that or did you know you'd be you know there's actually a movie there <laughs> tommy Wiseau. Yeah. yeah there are movies worse in the room uh there's one have you seen ever seen birdemic have you ever seen birdemic oh, oh. no birdemic is the birdemic best is the best you gotta watch it you have to first watch off birdemic is about how a stalker and <laughs> a stalker meets a woman and and also it like it's like they show everything like if they go i'm gonna go to the gas station they show them driving getting in their car getting into the gas station, getting out of the car pulling out their debit card putting the debit card in they show everything Mm -hmm. and then like 50 minutes into it birds attack and then 10 minutes later birds leave (laughs) but what's funny is when the birds attack they'll have like wire hangers i'm gonna use a a metal straw to my and you can i mean in the history of filmmaking you've never seen anything more obvious they're literally going like i'm not even joking i i I might even be doing too good of a job you might be doing it you're gonna be doing it too well (laughs) oh yeah you're showing too much emotion joe yeah it's like Hey, the birds are attacking us, and it's and it's like the oh my god, we might what, need to do a live watch of Birdemic, huh? Have you what? seen Miami Connection? No, and but you know, there's this one that they used to talk about. I think they talked about on How Did This Get Made or some other one that they've never done it on How Did This Get Made. I don't think it's the one. It's like um, 
It's on YouTube. And it's like, I can't, maybe someone there might remember it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a gay murder mystery kind of thing. Oh my God, it's off. It's worse than Birdemic. Anyway, Jay, oh, wants, to say, to Jay wants to say something. We're not letting him talk. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, I didn't know what year. Say what Bird- you need to say. <laughs> Birdemic, what year? Oh, oh, I would say uh, like 2010, maybe 2011. Oh no, that recent? No, that can't be it. Oh yeah, it might I saw. Sooner. I saw it in like 2007. No, I was picturing like the 50s, 60s. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, it came out in 2010. God, I I'm old. I feel like I saw it in like 2007. You probably wow. did it in 2007. Well, Lori, I mean, you guys, ha- we have the Duplass brothers, the Scalar brothers. It's time that we have a father-daughter writing team. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe, Bir- maybe Birdemic 2 is calling. No, yeah. they already made a Birdemic 2. They made a Birdemic 2. Oh, yeah. Birdemic 3? I don't know. You know what's a movie that is fun? It's like, it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good, but like and made on a somewhat competent level. I think, Jay, have, Jay, have you, because Jay likes horror movies. Lori, what's your thoughts on horror yeah. movies? What are your thoughts on horror movies? My my girlfriend loves them, and so I have to go see them. For me, horror movies, the best kind of horror movies for me are the ones that are comedy because horror movies in and of itself are, are stupid. So, Like I a cabin like, in the woods type thing? Would you be into that? Uh, Yeah, the cabin in the woods, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like stuff where it's like it's like a comedy almost. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're so dumb. I one time got yelled at at a theater. I was watching this horror movie i can't remember what the name of it was but it was essentially about this snake that this uh gypsy woman has in a uh like a very openable container uh has this like snake that's that's bitten the hand of a thousand criminals which i don't know why you would carry that around with you and uh it her car gets towed and the snake gets loose and bites the tow truck driver and then the tow truck driver essentially goes around and kills a bunch of people and i was laughing so hard at everything that was happening because it was so dumb and uh this one woman was like could you stop laughing my my son is really scared and i was like why why is your son scared and also i looked and it was like a 23 year old man i was like (laughs) it should your son should not be scared he should be like yeah that scene was also in the first draft of Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, have you seen Sleepaway Camp, Jay? Classic. Oh, oh yeah. God. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, I, yes, I don't remember much about it, but I know I've seen it. I often talk about Sleepaway Camp, one. not just for the ridiculousness of it. And, you know, maybe we will do a tea, the tea watch to Sleepaway Camp in Halloween time. But um, I would love to do a movie recap. Well, we're supposed to do one of. Um, uh, God, what's what's Taylor's favorite movie? Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, Xanadu. Whatever happened with that? I don't know. We were, well, we were supposed to do it when he came down to California, oh, but yeah, then this stupid list. virus. Yeah, so, uh, I've never seen Xanadu. I've only heard tell of it. Oh, I saw. Oh, it. You yeah, gotta yeah. watch it. It's, I saw it. But I it's would an say, experience. I would say you have to watch it on a big screen. So next time, well, I'll tell you, Jay. But anyway. I've often talked about Sleepaway Camp because I often talk about how in the late 70s, or I don't know if it was the late 70s, but in the 70s and early 80s especially, how little children were very sexualized. And yes. I feel mm-hmm. like Sleepaway Camp is a perfect example. Like, the kids are like... Because, you know, often like these movies, like, the teenagers are played by 25-year-olds. And so you can sort of like, all right, well, they're only 25. These kids are like legit, maybe 15 years old. And yeah. they're wearing like the tiniest little shorts where they're like balls are hanging out and stuff like that. And you're like, what is this movie? Why is it? They are the horniest kids. Oh, I know. I mean, camp, I, know. I, I always, I remember watching movies like that when I was a kid and being like, like, like I remember like uh, a wet, hot American summer. And you'd have mm-hmm. these kids being like, I want to get, I want to get my nut off. And I'd be like, I like, didn't even want to have another person hug me when I was like, I'm like, what, who, what, wh- why are these kids so horny? Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, it's it's adult, that's the problem with a lot of kid dialogue is that it's an adult writing what they yeah. think a kid is saying. So it's always kind of stilted in my, like you you see the writing sometimes. But that's what, I don't yeah. know how this guy did it. He should have won the Academy Award for Best Director for this film. I'm not even joking. Did you, any, any of you ever see, what was that movie that took place in Florida and Florida Project. Thank you. The kids. <laughs> it was a project. Yeah, in it, Florida. It's a sort of project they did in Florida, but um, but uh, that kid's not an actor. Like that's no, not that's, that's the thing. But like 
they were like what real kids would say. They felt like, but it didn't even feel like a, a, it felt like the camera wasn't even there. Like it was invisible that you were seeing real life. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was very, very bizarre. I would highly, I think the Florida project is a movie that was way overlooked that year. There were a lot of big movies and what the, f- <laughs> anyway, so, um, and it's on Netflix, right? It like just got added oh, to Netflix, it? I believe. Yeah. Okay. I so. want Taylor to watch it. Because in my imagination, he lives in that hotel. All right, so here are the different <laughs> topics we were going to talk about. That just, just from the, guys, I just like I'm not going to even show up with topics because this fucking show goes off the rails. So I've been writing down the li- the different tangents we went on. I said before the show started, uh, I, there's a disturbing conversation going on in the chat room, so I'm going to close that window right now because it's, it's just <laughs> oh, it's all about their first experience, sexual experiences. Yeah, it's experiences. All, yeah, it's. What spark? Oh, the sleepaway camp. Yeah, I said sleepaway yeah, camp. Yeah, because I was- said that I I wasn't a horny child, and then yeah, and now that all of these people like, have yeah. to prove me wrong. Yeah, like oh, I was thirteen and I was down to fuck and I was a top, and I was like, <laughs> it just got really disturbing, and I don't know. Anyway, I feel. I mean, look, if you were, it's not. You know, it's. I'm not saying that that's. I'm judging you. I'm just saying that like. I felt like a lot of movies when I was watching was always like every teenager's thinking about fucking all the time. And I was like, no, I was like, I was thinking about like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> like, but in a sexual way, you wanted, you were yeah. Well, I wanted, yeah, I wanted him inside me, but yeah. you know, yeah. I didn't up. know why. That's the thing. And soak up all that sweet ass period blood. And then you can just lick it off of it. All right. Jay, I don't know if you know this. Lori has this thing where she wants... It's a weird, can we I'm, get to the I'm topics? Not a, I'm not a kink shamer, so I'm not judging her. But she wants to, like, drink a girl. If she's attracted to a girl, she wants to drink her period blood. Anyway. No. So, no. He put that on me, and he's never let that go. And he that, that's the first thing he'll tell people. Remember that we I went to a dinner party, and you introduced me, and you said, Oh, be careful. She might want to drink her period blood. And I was like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> the server's like, first, Right away, coming up. The host, yeah. The, the host. first thing that this girl see, n- hears from me is that I, I might want to drink her period blood. That's it. That's the first thing. So, spoiler alert. She I don't think. Anyway, yeah. um, she's like Lori. Was... is like the the lesbian Dracula, you know. Anyway, yeah, Dracula. Yeah, I don't look Am at mirrors. Yeah, you're obviously Dracula. That's right. Okay. I gave you permission. I don't know I'm a Dracula. Last night, you know what? I was. I was That's like a... going to be my Halloween costume. I'm Dracula. Do you guys know what my Halloween costume is? What? I'm going to be Rosa. Oh, you told me. Oh, Who's I should Rosa. Get... <gasps> Hold don't on. don't look into it. It's this person that Joe apparently all Mexicans are, are in uh, love with. Mexicans, the world. No, I have zero interest in. So, anyways. Anyway, uh, I'll oh, look her up. Okay, thank you. Um. Okay. All right. The so, tea. <laughs> okay, let's talk about. Okay, so this is what we're talking about before we went on the air. Is I was saying this is perfect because Jay's in the middle. That I'm so used to doing a show with Taylor, and I know I'm gonna get a fucking call from Taylor in six weeks, going like, "Hey," you know. So anyway, but um, I'm used to talking to Lori and Taylor, and when you see a thin person on the screen, you're like, "Oh, this is what a human face is supposed to look like." And yeah, we started, and then we started talking about fat people. Oh, Lori asked Jay about like. With, with Jay didn't get a chance to answer because I said save it for the show. If like, um, do you have the aches and pains that a fat person is like? What were you talking about specifically, Lori? Well, I was saying that like I wonder if I so I was laying on my dad's couch because I was like trying to sleep and my dad was talking the whole time, and I was laying on his couch and I was like, basically I was barely like able to stay on the couch. Like it was to the point where if I like turned a little bit, I would fall off the couch. And I was thinking like, I wonder if skinny people ever have to worry about this kind of stuff or if it's just fat. Like, I wonder if skinny people are just like, I'm laying on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. My couch feels like a California king bed. If I hate I... you. Does it really? <laughs> I hope no. you get AIDS. I'm joking. Lori, Lori, don't <laughs> he has AIDS. <laughs> No, the as far as the couch, is your ache and pain in a very specific spot, or do you feel like it hurts all over? Um, it depends on what I eat. And what does that mean? <laughs> uh, if if I eat like Mexican food, it hurts in my butt. If I eat like um, Italian food, it hurts in my chest. If I eat uh, steak or whatever, it hurts. Like I get feel numbness in my arms. So yeah. every day it's like a battle of what body part do I want to hurt depending on what I eat? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it depends on what I eat. 
What you, is there anything that's not painful? Like smoothies or like anything I don't have to chew. But then if I eat too much like cold stuff, then my head hurts. So, you know, it's a constant uh, negotiation. Huh. Yeah. Well, let me, because I'm, I'm going to use this time to be ask a skinny person here. So, Jay, what kind of mattress do you have? <laughs> Is the witch happening right? I feel like I can hear. <laughs> this is, this is the music for Ask a Skinny Person. Uh, what kind of mattress do I have? Mm-hmm. I got one from um, somewhere in San Dimas. It's like a mom and pop mattress shop. And it was an expensive one, but I it's like a pillow top foam spring mix. Uh-huh. It's like the two of them together. Yeah. Because I have a nice mattress, you know. And it's one of those, like, it's, I'm actually going to get a new mattress. I just got this mattress, but I'm actually going to get a new mattress. I'm going to get, like, a purple mattress. But uh, this is one in, the, in that category, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that when I need to turn over in bed, it, it there's almost like a, a I, don't, I don't know if you, if you have to do this, like a momentum thing I have to do where I have to go. Now, for people who are listening to the audio, I'm sorry, but you're not going to see this. But I literally, like, let's say I'm on this side, right? And I want yeah. to go to the right other side. side. I have to go, like... One, two, three, and then turn. Like, I need, because of the way the mattress is, because it's so, like, you know the ones where you, you jump and a glass of wine doesn't move? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I find it, it it's harder for me to turn over in bed. And I don't know if you had that experience. I don't have that experience, but I do have, like, Lord, a this hybrid... is a skinny person! <laughs> I, Paul and I oh, dropped... I was gonna... Yeah, oh, Paul sorry. and I dropped bowling balls near each other just to see if it wakes each other up, but... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Jay, what's your experience? No, we don't have memory foam or anything where it, it, we don't have, my mattress is more soft. I can go either like firm or soft, but I think I prefer kind of like the pillowy soft mattress Mm -hmm. and it has a definite spring to it. So if I want to flip over, because I'm a side sleeper, it does, I just kind of like roll over. But if I move too much, I'm going to run into Paul. Okay, Laura, I feel badly now because I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I was saying I didn't. Ha- I don't have to do momentum, but because I have a hybrid memory foam, when I lay in one position, I get the divot, you know. Yeah. So when I turn, if I t- turn to my like, usually what I'll end up, what I'll start doing is I'll sleep on my left, and then I'll turn and, and fall asleep on my right. So I'll be on my left side, and then I'll turn, and I have bars for a headboard. So I have to literally grab the bars for the headboard and sort of like pull me so that way I don't fall off the bed. So that's how I have to do it. Go ahead, Jay. Do you always start on one side knowing that you're going to end up on the other side to sleep? Yes. Whatever side I I start on is the side is the side that I don't fall asleep on because Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I hate it. I have a position when I get into bed, I always am on my back with my arm above my head and like my leg into like a figure four. Yeah. Never how I sleep, but that is how I get into bed and I sit there for 20 minutes thinking about my day and all the things I said wrong. And then I know ultimately I'm going to sleep on my right side. And that is my, I don't know why I don't automatically just go to my right side to fall asleep. I, I go, so my left side is facing my nightstand. Yeah. So usually I'll sleep, stay on my, lay on my left side to like take my medicine, read a little bit, check my phone, mostly check my phone. Um, and then I'll sort of like, as I'm like ready to get to sleep, I'll turn over to my left side. But if I try sleeping on my going on my left side first, I can't fall asleep. So I have to always start on my right side or left side and then go to my right side. So if I try on my right side first, it doesn't work. Um, what's funny is, and everybody should know this. What's funny is everybody should know this. Joe has been trying to get a word in for about three minutes now. (laughs) Go ahead. I have another question for a skinny person. Jay, when you okay. tie your shoes, do you have to take a, a deep breath first? No. All right, next question. Lori, go ahead. Do you have any questions for a skinny person? Uh, tying my shoes is basically like running a marathon for me. That's what it is. Are you sitting I or have standing? A... Like, are you bending over? Or squatting? Or. Who is this question okay. for? Yeah, I squat to tie my shoes, Jay. That's a really dumb fucking question. Okay, why would I? Why would I put in an extra exercise when I'm already running out of air? Why would I go? You know, it'd be great with this. Why don't I do a handstand while I also tie my shoes? Because <laughs> I'm super. Ex- I exercise so much because that's why I'm fat. I exercise too much, too Jay, healthy. Jay, there, there is a question from someone who I don't. I think this. Per- I think English is this person's first language, and yet doesn't read as such. Jay, do your face away from Paul to sleep? 
no, they want to know if you face away from Paul when you when you fall. Yeah, asleep. but the way do you see how it's written? Do yeah, face, it's just do you face away from Paul? Like, yeah. do I face away? Oh, so yeah. do you face sense. away from Paul? Okay, I see. All right, go ahead, answer. Yeah, just just <laughs> what what a detailed uh, diary of my sleep. Yeah, I start off away from him, but inevitably in the middle of the night we both wake up and like look at each other and say sinner to each other and then push each other out of the bed yeah no we'll wake i'll wake up sometimes and i don't like a face right in my face but paul always comes to my side of the bed so i have to like kind of give a little push back um because i like my space when i sleep i'm not meant for like i I would be lucy and desi if i could in two twin oh yeah i am telling you that is the secret to a person who hasn't been in a relationship longer than a year and a half that is the (laughs) secret to a long and healthy relationship is to have separate beds and bedrooms Thank you. Right. Yeah. I, not even separate bedrooms. I just, I would be fine in the same room because he doesn't snore nothing bad. I just, it's when I want my sleep, I want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it, I don't know. It was, it was weird because going through like my dating phase of where I was like not with Paul, but I would spend the night at other places. I, it was hard for me to sleep at, in somebody else's bed and learn their habits because I feel like you're just constantly waking up. Like, uh, am I, are we both awake now or should I keep sleeping? It, it's, terrible sleep when you're not in your own bed all right very good well that's gonna do it for this for this edition of ask a skinny person if you have (laughs) questions for a skinny person email them to uh you know joe batanz afterthought.media we'll ask them on the air all right let's move on now the next topic i have here oh okay i gotta whisper for this one so everyone needs to know that i text i sent a text message to jay and laurie before the show like 10 minutes before right 15 10 minutes before yeah and i was like listen we might need to start late because <laughs> betty and joe are having their not me my dad their weekly yeah. blowout and this one it, what's funny to me is i was just playing animal crossing what i was literally doing was i have a whole garden of pansies in front of my house ha 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 and i was like what am i gonna do with these so as they were fighting i was putting my initials in the in the pattern of pansies anyway um i basically i'm like the child of like a parent who thought like this game i don't get it okay so anyway oh so um i i listened a little bit it was basically about you know they're both cuckoo bananas about how to clean things and so we had gone to costco yesterday non-perishables i guess they were cleaning them which, in my mind, they've been sitting out there for 24 hours nearly. Like, they're fine, you know, but whatever. Yeah. And they got in some sort of fight because there's, like, a, a clean side and a dirty side. And my dad <clears throat> put something in the middle. My mom didn't know if it was clean. And then that went into a whole thing about my dad drinking enough water. But I'm talking it was shouting, screaming, F-words. Wow. Does it usually get like that? No, because then, and then every other time when they're not finding, they're like, we're Christian, we're super Catholic, and Jesus this, and Jesus that. It's so funny how yeah. they use this Jesus like a weapon. Like, I don't need, I can't even get into this conversation right now because it'd be too long explaining boring things. But, like, I, my, here's the basic premise How come when good things happen, God is good? But does that mean God is bad when bad things happen? And then that question's never answered. You just, you just trust in the beauty of the Lord. When when God when bad things happen, which makes no what, sense what, because it's like, well, God obviously wants you to feel pain, so wouldn't you just go, "Thank you, God." Here's the problem: is much like the founding fathers. I don't know what happened. Can you see Jay, Lori? Yeah. Oh, you can, no. I can't see. Oh, you. Yeah. I can't see. Oh, weird. I oh, see you guys. Well, we can hear you. That's good. But okay. anyway, I want to make sure you were still there. Okay. So, um, what's funny is, uh, I, I'm I'm a deist. And a D, as much as the Founding Fathers, believes in God, but believes that God is sort of like the great watchmaker, as he was put. So that he set up the world and goes like, good luck, everybody, and doesn't involve himself in human affairs. Uh, doesn't the, Good things don't happen because of him. Bad things don't happen because of him. He's just... Yeah. He just set, he just, set the he's watch He's just been watching Friends uh, on loop and just chilling out. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't believe in this, like, you know, shit that God, because then you have to believe, just like if you believe good, when you believe the good reviews, they believe the bad reviews, the same thing here. Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Be careful, because Lori will tell you, I don't know what your belief system is, but be careful. 
<laughs> I was actually not raised with any type of religion, so I'm I'm kind of uh, skeptical of all or like the majority, especially like Catholic Christian. I, I'm not mm-hmm. super well versed in kind of what the beliefs are, so I may not be like the best person to talk on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it does seem like convenience, though. Like, well, God is good. Like when things happen, and then when things are bad, it's like they're not. I don't know. I feel like Christians and Catholics aren't like, well, we got to blame God on this one. <laughs> gonna have yeah. to yeah. gonna have to take him to task on this one. I am a hopeful atheist, which means that I don't believe that there is a God, but I, you know, when I die, yeah, that'd be nice if there was something uh, to happen afterwards, but I don't like religion. I think religion is um, Lori, if I were you, honestly, I I would pray that there is no God, because imagine when you go up to heaven, he's like, okay, let's see, in 2019, you were at a Coles and walked onto the Why store because the line was too long. That there was no God. That was the joke. <laughs> and I, uh, it, you walked out of a Coles because the line was too long with a basket full of goods. Um, do you want to talk about that one? Yeah. No, I would say, uh, you know, you're letting people in that uh, that molested children. So I think I'm in the clear. How do you know that he mel- How do you know that he let people in who molested children? I'd see him walking through the gates. Well, Lori's walking in, so yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my grandpa got in, so you know. No, I'm kidding. My grandpa's never but molested like, anyone. Yeah, but I, I, I do want to say I, I like people who like organized religion if it gives them something, like if that's their sense of community. I think that it, it is strong for people. And actually, when I was doing Outcasts, a lot, Adam Burns was saying how that's a point, that's a good um, thing for him. He likes having church and those people in his community, which I think it gives people a common, I don't know, a common uh, talking point or like they, they have that in common. So it's good for some people in that way. Yeah. But I there's think, also a guy I who think... thinks that when he's like a few years before <laughs> he dies, he's going to turn straight so that he'll die straight and go to heaven. Not years, moments before yeah. he knows when he's going to die. And so at like, if he's dying at 1157 at 1156, he's going to yeah. say, I renounce. <laughs> I'm good. I love yeah. women. As soon as he, if he gets in a car, anytime he thinks he's going to get in a car accident, he's just going to say, I renounce my homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Lori, uh, you know, I, I feel I don't need to ask this question, Lori, so let me go with Jay. Jay, did are your parents still together, first of all? <laughs> my dad actually passed away in 2011, so no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, who, so who has you on the uh, weekends? They, they were um, married, uh, they were happily married until that. Did they ever fight and whatnot? Did you ever hear these kinds of fights or anything? No, they were. It's like such a shame because I know so many friends and family, like cousins and stuff who have like parents with bad marriages. And my parents were so in love that my mom lost like her soulmate and like the the only partner, like the only person I think she'll ever truly love like that. Has has she Mm. dated since or? No, no, she hasn't. I don't think she's even considered that. There, um, there's a and, show on Netflix that Ricky Gervais wrote that's kind of similar, where the Ricky Gervais plays this guy who lost his wife, who was like his soulmate, and wow. he just is sort of it's just sort of him like picking up. It's it's really sweet. I really like. It's called Afterlife, and it's um, it's I, it's a tearjerker. I'll but. have to watch because I always kind of vet things for her because she's still very um, like to her cancer jokes just don't fly. Like there's there's things because it was colon cancer and I told um, her to check out Dead to Me because it kind of grieves or it deals with like a grieving widow and I just watched it and I said I think you would like it. There are some things where they talk about like the dad and you know her losing a husband but I felt like it dealt with the grief the appropriate way like Christina Applegate's portrayal. Um so I'll have to check out Afterlife and if it is good I would love to pass it on because I think she needs kind of that acceptance still where I don't know. I think yeah. she, she's still Is beat she up about it. Is she in any kind of like widow support group or whatnot? Mm. She did grief counseling for a while on my suggestion because I was getting a lot. I have an older sister, but my older sister has two kids and is married and like is very um, living her own life. And so I got piled on because I gay son. I think her and I have a closer relationship. So I was becoming the therapist and it was just like you're, you're putting on a lot onto me check out some therapists and see what you like. And so she did a group therapy. She got into church after a while. So now she's in a Bible study, but she's not like a crazy um, super Bible thumper kind of person, but she likes that community. And she does, she was doing therapy pretty regularly until COVID, which I'm hoping it goes back into that as soon as we're done with everything. Yeah. Yeah. But what was your question? Yeah. What was the initial question? I think I derailed. 
Oh, my question was going to see, like, can I know, look, are we hear pe- Lori's ants fighting on the show? <laughs> this so, music, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but, uh, but like, um. That's it, the thing, they're not even fighting. They're act, they're genuinely agreeing with each other. That's them agreeing with each other. That's them being I, I agreeable. Know that, yeah, I know that feeling too. But, um, but Jay, it's one of these things where, like, and I hope I don't sound like I'm being glib because I'm not, but are like birthdays, you know, his birthday's still rough or anything like that? They're significant where I, well, because he, he actually died on uh, Christmas Eve. And, okay. and so my mom's like absolute favorite is Christmas Day. And she said like, why, 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 why of all the days, like, would this happen on Christmas Eve? And the justification I came up with was because we know that we're always going to be with friends and family. So like, mm-hmm. it's, it feels like that's the time where you're not going to be alone at least. Um, but I mean, there's just like a shadow that hangs over Christmas Eve now, unfortunately, which was like kind of a major thing for all of my family to get together and do. Uh, but yeah, like his birthday is in, it was, it's in February. So it's just like that thing where you're like, oh, right. And it's weird because it kind of comes and flows. I don't know if you guys have ever lost anybody, but it's just the first year was terrible. The second year you're like, oh, right. And then the third year, I just felt like every day I was thinking about it. And there's just things like I've accomplished where I kind of wish I could have had that phone call to him too or like to talk to both my parents but it's just it's it's weird to not hear that person's voice anymore that's the really hard part so i have a voicemail saved but it's not the same yeah you know know, i often think about mean Lori. i don't remember my new name for her um and um because it's one of these things where you know when when you have a person of faith i wouldn't call myself even though i was raised roman catholic i i feel like i left the church in like 2008 20 ought eight when uh, it was during the prop eight thing and the priest and I, I, I used to go to church I used to go to church mm-hmm. and the priest got up and was like uh, there are gonna be some uh, signs for you to take home the, the no on eight, no eight yes on eight you know and I was like why what church shouldn't be involved in this I'm done right yeah so I never I've never met back to mass since then but um uh but I do have a belief in a higher power. We definitely not what this episode is about. But my question is, is obviously with that belief in a higher power, there is a comfort in the afterlife. That's why, I, you know, I, always, I, I heard someone talk about how, like, if they saw a ghost, they would be so happy because they would know that there is an afterlife. You know, that would confirm mm-hmm. it. So is there so, is that, but you were saying you don't really have a strong, uh, faith system so in your head is your dad just gone or what do you want to believe that's like so complicated because i feel like i i continuously have dreams or like signs that i feel like are from him so i don't really know i i have such like a complicated relationship with what happens when we're dead like if we're just a body and what was the whole point of living 80 years for nothing it's just Mm -hmm. so weird to me Mm -hmm. but i just don't know what i i don't know what i want to put my chips on like it's just a strange thing this is where mean Lori is going to step in and say you're an idiot go ahead mean Lori. oh my god no i look you said when somebody dies they're not gone you still remember them you still talk about them you still have memories you still he has a voicemail their, their body is not there but they're Did you, you know a voicemail he's he got has that a, voicemail he says yeah i kept a- i kept a voice message from my dad just to like have the is that true the sound yeah yeah, Joe was told- listening great. <laughs> yeah, Joe's a great listener. I was thinking. Uh, uh, no, I think I think that when you're, I, I think that's what makes life great. Uh, you know, Pat Oswald's wife, who uh, Michelle McNamara, who's this amazing crime report uh, blogger, and she also wrote that book, uh, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." Her motto was, "It's ca- it's chaos. Be nice." And I feel like that perfectly encompasses what life is. It's chaos. And so, yeah, the the best thing to do is just be nice to everybody. And I think that, you know, I I, I don't know. I think that, yeah, would it, I'm again, I'm hopeful. If I if I die, I would I would hope that there would be something. But to me, my opinion, when you're dead, you're dead. That's what happens. Yeah. I think that people who want to um, put a different thing on it. Oh no, we're you know, we're going to go up to the sky and we're going to drink milkshakes all day or whatever. That's just them trying to deal with the inevitability of death. Because death is scary. It's terrifying. Uh, yeah. You want and that. So, yeah. yeah. You, want, you, wanna, you want it to be worth something, I guess. You want it to be worth. You also want to know that you would technically will never die. 
I think that's what it's about. It's knowing that you will technically never like your, your consciousness will always be around and that's not going to happen. You are one day going to stop existing. Now, will you stop existing to other people? No, you're going to, there's always going to be a, some memory of you to somebody. So I don't know. I think that to me, I think is, is better than just saying, Oh, they, you know, your mom went up to the, to this magical kingdom in the sky. Well, here's the problem, Lori. Two things. One, I want to get address a few things. Mean Lori just said. (laughs) Number one, she's like, "It's chaos. Be nice." This is a woman. Is that how you identify? Yes. Okay. Who got in a fight in front of me with a guy like Moby in the street? Well, he wasn't being nice. Okay. Next. You look like if Moby was raped by a monkey's butt. Mm. Is he seeing anybody? You're in a relationship, Tang. <laughs> Next. Yeah, that's Next. It's very simple to uh, to to boil everything down to, you know, one or the other. I don't know what the name of that logical flaw is. But just because it doesn't mean I believe that you go to, there's a harp and I'm in a robe and I'm playing, you know, and I'm eating uh, ambrosia all day. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I just believe I be, this is what I believe. In fact, to, to honestly, Laurie, I think the problem a lot of times is that people in, in especially in all religions try and simplify something that is way beyond our comprehension. I'm not saying I know. Yeah, what because happens. it doesn't exist. Send your emails to the best of today at gmail.com. Uh, because I, I got some from last first response, Jay. It was any from the first response? Oh, you got some emails? People were upset? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aww, well, boo-hoo. They should start a podcast. Yeah, you should start a podcast it. called There's a God in the Sky podcast. <sighs> Writing that down. Keep up with that, Lori. God's going to be more likely to exist than your Patreon subscribers. Next on the list, we have uh, is the person Jay was talking about was Jake Dupree. He's been on the show oh. a couple of times. Strangely, I don't know why, because I actually kind of enjoy him and find him interesting. A lot of the listeners didn't like him when he was on the air. I'm obsessed with him, but I'm obsessed with him for the same way that I'm obsessed with other people in my life who seem oblivious to what's going on in the world or live in this weird uh, version of the world that doesn't exist on my plane. And so if, if you go to Jake Dupree's Instagram, which he has the blue check mark, it's open to the public, is to me just so epically ridiculous. And it, now, but now it's so funny because Jay hit on something and I shouldn't be tipping my hand here. Now I often bring up Jake Dupree with Jay because every time I do, he goes, why are you telling me this? I barely know him. And then that made it, makes it funnier to me that I'm always giving a report on Jake Dupree to Jay. Is he a celebrity? No. In his head he is. Uh, Jake Dupree, I mean, if you've watched Drag Race, he's been in the, like, the dance. He's a fantastic dancer and, I guess, personality. I don't really know what his, what is his, like, calling card? What would it say? Oh, is it? It would be the, uh, the. Boylesque gl- babe. No, hot yeah, slash yeah, but the Glitter Fantasy that- Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah so all that he's he's a lot of slashies he's got a lot of hyphens under his yeah. name but he's like a fitness guy yeah he's he's good at what he does he's very like personable and charming yeah. but joe is obsessed with his his social life does he have a twin brother he does and oh are you on his thing right i can see in your yeah. glasses he does have a twin brother what's really funny is i mean they're identical twins and what's funny is I don't find Jake Dupree in any way sexually attractive. Like, I do not want to have sex with Jake Dupree. Strangely, I would uh-huh. hit Will Dupree so hard, it's not even funny. And By the see, way, they I look exactly alike. I, I, and I think that, too. And I'm thinking, I think Joe sometimes says this just to no, no, this save is, no. face yes. a little bit. No, yes. no, I would be honest. There's something about his persona... That, that reads very asexual. Somebody was... Jay, maybe I think you and I were having this conversation. I'm choking up at this. But I think <laughs> you and I were having this conversation about a person who checks all the boxes, but yet uh, we don't have a... Wait, I don't know if it was you. I, I, I got oh, it. Yeah, no, no, no. We, this, was on when, this was on our scheduled call on Wednesday. I was floored. Lori, can you guess who Joe's celebrity crush is? Like, number one number at the one. top would... Number would one. do would do anything to to bang this guy? Yeah, 
Timothy Chalamet. Okay, Joe, that's what I said. And do you, should I drum roll and yeah. or I don't know. Well, maybe first the of all, announce there. that announce what I said about Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> should I drum roll? <laughs> Oh, yeah, actually, uh, that's who I, I said actually... was that I thought Timothy Chalamet would be the one for Joe, and he's like, no, actually, you know what? I don't find him sexual at all. I don't. Everyone should know this. You know what's funny? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I actually have it. Okay. Adam Driver. <gasps> he's told me that before. I forgot. Yeah, Adam Driver. I know. No, but I I've, could see that. I've said this. I, I've said this. Everything Jay says about him, I 100% agree with, right? Because Jay does not find him attractive at all. 100% agree yeah. with him. If that's what makes it even sexier. I cannot explain it. I 100% cannot explain it. But I would say I can't think of anyone that would beat him. Do you... Okay, so I have a question. Do you want to hate fuck him? Or do you actually no. want to, like, have... Some, okay, because there are people that I feel like... There are people out there that people hate so much that they, like, want to have sex with them. Mm. So, uh, who's the? Oh my god, uh, who's the guy who hosted American Idol? Ryan Seacrest. Oh. A friend of mine hates Ryan Seacrest so much that she wants to have sex with him. Ryan Seacrest is in the same Jake Dupree boat as me. Like, just asexual. I view his name asexual yeah. too. Like, just a person walking in a body. Oh, you know there what? Was something... You know what? I'm sorry. Just in her because I remember who it was. I was talking to Larry Flick yesterday, and we. We were talking about uh, why um, AJ and the Queen didn't work. And one of the points he brought up, which I never thought about, was RuPaul cast herself as a sexual being, which we don't see that. And no one sees that. He goes, girl, I knew her 40 years ago and I didn't see her as a sexual being, right? Mm -hmm. And it just came off as like watching your parents make out with somebody. And so, anyway, that's who we were talking about. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And wasn't her um, love interest Josh Segura, who's like a gorgeous? I I love him. Yeah, he's so pretty. Yeah, he's great looking. Yeah. She, well, she put it out like you know every every single. It's like um, Thirty Rock when uh, 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 Carrie Fisher and Tina Fey quit their jobs, and Carrie Fisher goes, "We're going to write a screenplay about a bunch of old women who who uh, have sex with thankful twenty year old men." And it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and that movie, oh, Grandma's Boy. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Jay, you said you want to say something about us writing. Oh, no, I no. said that's usually what we talk about on our phone calls is I things said, that we should be writing. Oh, okay, I Lori. said I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so my dad has an idea for a screenplay that's going to make us millions and billions and going to get us an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And he wants to use all original people. Sure. So uh, a little backstory on this is my dad... Since my brother's been about 18 years old, mm-hmm. my dad, there's a woman that he work, tangentially works with. He doesn't really see her all the time, but works in her building. And she's like seven years older than us. And my dad has been trying to set my brother and her up f- since my brother's been of legal age. In fact, I think the first time that he told my brother, he said, I told her you were legal. What? So, yeah, he's been trying to get them together since she was 18. So... He finds her on Facebook mm-hmm. and sends a picture of my brother shirtless and what? says, just so you know, he's single and available, but currently unemployed, which FYI, he's not unemployed, but it's just wow. to me, I find it so funny. <laughs> really taking him down a peg with the like yeah. building him up and then naked him right down. Yeah. But she has a she has a boyfriend. She's had like a boyfriend for like 10 years or something. She's had like mm-hmm. a long term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my dad is like, I thought about that while I was talking to her and I was like, I feel like you were talking at her. I don't think that you were talking to her, but he said, I want to play, I want a movie where I play a matchmaker for you and Billy. And I try and get you, uh, or in a relationship with your soulmates. And then that way through the course of it, we can actually film it to where you guys end up finding your soulmates and i said well dad you know i'm currently dating somebody and he goes yeah but like is she your soulmate soulmate? (laughs) (laughs) yeah he wants to produce a reality show it sounds like (laughs) so he wants to write he wants the girl that he's that he works with 
to play herself, even though he hasn't run it by her at all. Mm. He wants, uh, he wants me to play myself. He wants Billy to play himself. He wants to play himself. Well, no, he doesn't want to play himself. He wants, uh, Oh, I forgot the guys. Oh, Brad Pitt. He wants Brad Pitt to play him (laughs) and he wants to be a matchmaker and that he's trying to get, uh, find soulmates for Billy and I. And then through, through this, we'll actually find soulmates. So, you know, when Dr. Fauci answered that, I feel Dr. Fauci was being facetious when he said he wanted Brad Pitt, Pitt to play him. You know, I think it's like the joke answer. Like, well, it's Brad, like, a yeah, it's like the, when the, you win the Super Bowl, it's like, what are you going to do next? And it's like, go go to Disneyland. Well, they were paid to say that. But um, yeah. But with your dad, does he honestly, he's like, oh, I think we get Brad Pitt. Or is that like yeah. a joke? No, he, he he genuinely feels that as soon as Brad Pitt reads the script, he'll be like, yes, give me more of this. And then as soon as we make it, the Academy will be like, how, what can we do? We need to give you an award. You are, you, you our hands are tied. This is the yeah. best entry we've had in years. Again, I'm, I'm happy to pitch myself for an under five, just, just to walk in and say a few lines and walk out. <laughs> would love to be a part of this project i want i mean we can get all script. of patreon involved we could have a whole we could have a whole like patreon day where they people come and they're, they're they play like extras you know what's funny though lord i think that there is a seed not necessarily like it, there is a seed a kernel of an idea where i don't think i've seen a movie about a matchmaker on his like taking on his kid's love life well isn't that have, the premise of are you the being paid by my father isn't this, wait hold on <laughs> isn't this the premise of fiddler on the roof i don't know oh god isn't i that, haven't watched that in so long yeah, i thought I the premise of fiddler on the roof was that his daughters were in love with other men but he wanted to marry them off to other men wait, i don't know but ultimately the point is wait you just said if my father is going to play a matchmaker and I already have a girlfriend, but he's like, yeah, is she your soulmate? Well, no, he doesn't want to incorporate Star into it. He wants me to find somebody else to date. He's I mainly thought... upset because Star doesn't want to move in with us. He wants right. us to all live together, and he's not happy that Star's not not willing to do that. A true soulmate would really take that on. Yeah, he said if she really loved you, she'd move to Orange County. And I said, I don't even know if I want to move to Orange County. <laughs> like, you're my father. I don't know if I want to do that. Why would I want my girlfriend to do it? Hmm. So, you know. Have him write an outline for you. I'd, I'd be curious to, maybe we could read it on air and just have him do like a quick beat board. Just to I'd, see have where... to, I'd have to write the outline. Okay. You know, Lori. He wants... And then in that in that moment, he's going to incorporate. I think did Jay did I ever tell you about the podcast idea that my dad had? And then it was going to be a stage idea, and then we were going to tour it, and then we were going to make a million dollars. Wow, he's any medium, he's happy to hop in. We're gonna we're gonna incorporate the idea, which is basically me coming out to him. So oh yeah okay, we're gonna incorporate that idea into the podcast into the movie script. The feature a month or two ago, I saw this, and I think Jay, I, I sent it to you. This yeah 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 deck. did you buy it i uh, i took the thing i, I kind of stole what the cards were and how? i just made my own how they're they have them online somewhere yeah they're i don't know where i found them but they're it's a site that had like a pdf version by the way they're like eight dollars i know i'm just cheap oh do you subscribe to the jake dupree uh patreon oh here we go he's oh, got oh, another oh, one. Oh, oh. okay <laughs> hold on for a second no i don't but I I I was ta- Jay. I was talking about the Jake Dupree Patreon, right? Where I was like, no. I was talking. I I had a week of phone calls with people. This is part of the Jake Dupree obsession. Is here I am breaking my ass, right? Busting my ass to do like a million <laughs> shows content. a week, creating content. He does one video a week, and he has one level, the ten dollar level. He's like. Hey guys, I already have 150 uh, followers. Thanks, guys. And I'm like, he already has 150 followers, paying ten dollars a month. So he sends them one video a week. You know, it's all fat girls and old gay men, right? Because I went to one of his his when he was doing drag. I went to one of his drag shows. He had said, "Hey, can you please come out? Because I need all the votes I can get." The whole bar was there for him. He landed up winning the ten thousand dollar prize, and it was all old gay men. That guy would be a hit in Palm Springs. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, let's let's. Uh, do you want anything to say about this Patreon lore before we wrap up? No, just Sparkle. It's called Sparkle Squad. I love that Lori's been scrolling through this Patreon this whole 
episode probably he, he's all it's all him in lingerie like yeah he does i thing. guess he does like burlesque shows yeah boyless does he wear is he wearing is he kind of like gender bending or is yes it, yes but the problem oh. is is like look i love a good uh gender bend when the when, now this is my personal i don't care who does it, i don't have a problem with him doing it um but um he's doing true gender bending like in other words I, I I like the female. Not that you have to be fishy. Let's not my favorite drag queens aren't fishy at all. But like, um, but there's just some, it, there. It doesn't work with me in in what he does. I don't know. I just find it almost kind of odd. You know what? It, it has nothing to do with his masculinity. It has to do is that he's so straight laced that it's sort of disconcerting to see someone who's so straight laced trying to be super sexual. It's almost like I can see Shelley that. Long. Try and be super sexual. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you now I'm gonna have you on. and Lori next, next Friday. I'm just gonna have you and Lori telling me about what's going on on Jake Dupree's Instagram and Twitter. We should do a whole <laughs> the the Jake Dupree report. It's just all fo- mostly photos of him in lingerie. That's the all Jake really Dupree view. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just his his abs, his butt. That's yeah. all it is. Maybe so. I'll Everybody is, should follow him. What's funny is um, I figured out. That um, he's in a relationship now. By the way, this is all just from looking at social media. I have not talked to him about this. My, did I ever tell the story on here? But when when I accidentally called him, I was trying to call somebody else. And I accidentally called him. You told you me. called Jake Dupree. Well, by accident because I was trying to call somebody. How did else. you get his name? We know each other. A number, his number. I mean, oh, you know, I thought Jay knew him. We I both do. know him. Oh, so, how do you anyway. guys know him? Well, Jay knows him from Afterthought. I'm sure After Buzz. After Buzz, yeah. He yeah. was, I kind of actually took his spot on two shows. So I met him in very like transitional space. Um, and that's really the extent of it. But he's like a super sweet guy. And then mm-hmm. Joe knows him, I think, better than I do. Yeah. So oh, okay. then what happened is he and I had a bunch of mutual friends. We have a bunch of mutual friends. And when he was on Drag Race, I tapped those friends to get him to come on the show. And then he and I just became friends from being on the show. And uh, he's been on the show a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, I called him by accident. I just accident. I, I literally hung up two rings and I realized I called him by accident. And he texted me. No, he called me and then I didn't answer because I was embarrassed. And he goes. Oh man, you ruined my workout. I was filming a workout, and uh, and now I got to start all over again, Joe Batanz. And he goes, "I called you back. I thought it was an emergency," and I was like, "In what universe am I calling Jake Dupree in an emergency?" Yeah, was a workout emergency? Maybe there was a death. Maybe there was. Elizabeth you were like, "I I did a lunge and I can't get out of it." <laughs> Where do I buy this lingerie? <laughs> yeah. there's a lizard drowning in my pool. That is so deep inside for you. You have to look at the social media for what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, uh, anyway, Jake Dupree. Anything else? No, not on uh, my end. Well, let's call it J-, J. You know, I still have not done the outro because I feel like oh, that's I'm fine. I'm a lazy I feel friend. like if people want to find me, they know where to find me. It's good. By the way, you you you're a sly devil. Everyone should know that uh, when Outcast was wrapping up, and all of you were like, "We love this show. Should keep going." I was pitching different ways that Jay could keep going. One of them was I wanted to do where I flipped the tables and I interviewed Jay. You know what? Maybe you should have Taylor. Would you do an Outcast where Taylor interviews you? No. Oh, why would that? Why would that be different? Because even right now, I'm like, I didn't know anything about your dad, and that was so interesting, and and whatnot, and I, yeah, hmm, very, very interesting. I, I, I mean, that was. I feel comfortable sharing that. It's my own personal stuff where it's like, uh, I don't really like talking about all that. But uh, my dad and stuff, I feel like it's good to hear stories of that because I'm sure there's other people who've lost parents. So it's good to. It's nice to have that community. It's yeah. funny because I feel now when I, you lose your, I, 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 I'm trying to collect who I will call because you know Taylor lost his father as well. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Oh, did you guys talk about it in your? I haven't listened to that one yet. He, we didn't deep dive into it too much, but I know that he had brought it up, and I didn't link it. To, I, I tried to really not make anything about myself on those things, so I didn't want to link it to that and have it become about that. But yeah, he did mention it on Outcasts, which I hope everybody listens to those. Oh, people love episodes. it. Oh, good, good, people good, good. Love it. People have been very nice in saying that it was a it was a fun limited. By the series. way, no one ever brings up Survive Her to me ever. Well, 
I love Survive Her. I'm so happy. To, and Evan and I only have two more episodes, and I'm kind of bummed about that. Oh, well. My dad, my mom, my, not my dad, my aunt watches Survivor. And uh, if I walk into the room when Survivor's on, my aunt goes, oh my God, you won't believe this. And I have to like, literally just like stop, drop and roll out of the. (laughs) It's having a real moment on gay Twitter right now too, Survivor. Evan's Twitter, it makes no sense. Right, It's all Survivor. Well, no, I actually, if if I'm giving the real tea, I get the Well, that's what this show is for. Yeah. That's why I'm doing it. Otherwise, I would burning, just... scalding. Yeah, uh, but if I were to give the real tea here, I feel Jay Evans doing these posts because they seem like like thirsty for retweets or mentions or likes from the people he's mentioning. I think that's all Twitter is, isn't it? Has he gotten Has he gotten what he wanted? Ooh, that I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I I, uh, I see him. Po- he does talk to uh, some of them that aren't. I, I imagine his list of people he follows are a lot from previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know them, but I know that he I saw him tweeting something about one of the players and their their Twitter name was like silly, silly girl 12. And I was like, who's he writing about Denise for? And so that ended up being her Twitter handle because Survivor contestants are not uh, personalities. So it's really bizarre that. You know, it's not like uh, um, Eureka O'Hara is like the handle. It's like silly, silly girl, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's I, I don't know how he finds her. By the way, we'll talk about it off the air. All right, guys, let's wrap it up right there for the tea. We'll okay. see you guys next week. Lori Roggenkamp has two other podcasts. The first is the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. And the other no. is called Queering Time and Space. You can find no. both of those podcasts wait, that's wherever have a you get everything. your podcasts. You can no. also follow Lori oh, the, wait, on Instagram Hold on for a second. Pickleman. No. That's P-I-C. Wait. Is, oh, yes. Yeah. Wait. Is, I thought Queering Time and Space was going to come back with a Patreon and everything. What happened? I mean, that's all it's a star. I told I, it's uh, our first episode's out right now, but I told Star that I'm not going to be contributing all that much to the. So if she wants to make a Patreon, she has to do it herself. So sounds like a real plug for that Patreon.com. <laughs> Finally, Joe check it out. And Lori check out Bloody Podcast, podcast. Patreon. It's We're a recap of the drag competition show Dragula. It's called Hello Uglies, and you can find it at HelloUglies.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. When is oh, Dragula back? This has Jane been has an Afterthought Media podcast. It's going to be a tricky one because... What?